All right, Daryl Ryder coming your way and our way at 920. Daryl's done some fantastic work in the previous couple days figuring out what Stefanski did and has not done. We'll catch up with Daryl coming up in about 20 minutes. But now let's get to the fan focus. All right, leading us off, it's going to be Nick and Dustin on Anthony Walker Jr.'s comments to the media. I think there is value in being humbled. And and I'm not just talking about football. Um, some of the best lessons I've learned have been the most humbling. Right. And I think uh, I think I think humble or being humble brings out the humanity in people. And I so I think there is an opportunity for good here. Um, assuming you have the right leadership in place. But there is something there it's kind of buried in there. He used the the phrase we needed to be humbled. And I and so I one I think at any point anyone could need to be humbled. I just think getting back to the idea of the Browns and where they are. I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm saying if we're saying that four weeks into the season, going into the bye, that's a little early to feel big in your britches when you started 2-1 and one and you probably should have been 3-0. Oh. Do you agree, by the way? Yeah, no, that's fair. It, it, it is a little bit early to be talking like that, I think. Um, this team probably should be 3-1 and one right now. Mm-hmm. Well, but, like, if the Browns were... Let's say the Browns started 6-2, and two, and then they lost two games in a row in November. And Anthony Walker came out and said, uh, we needed to be humble. To me, it'd be like, well, yeah, he started 6-2. and two. That's a hell of a start. But, like, he started 2-1, and one, and he needed to be humble. And, again, I don't. this is not – I need to be clear here. This is not questioning Anthony Walker because that's a dude that they listen to. Yeah, and that I, matters. I, I love that dude. But I think, you know, one of the things that we've talked about repeatedly over the two previous years, and it does get back to culture – which is there were moments where the Browns' uh, britches got too big for him and where it felt like football went out of its way to say, we're humbling you now because you thought you would accomplish something. Just, I'm very – we're going to talk about this later on. I just, I just I don't understand the idea that you got to be humbled in that way. I, I get the idea that you can be checked up, but – if I'm going to be humbled, I'll take it in the way that the Chiefs got humbled by the Jets, where they still ended up winning the game, and Patrick Mahomes played arguably one of the worst games we've ever seen Patrick Mahomes play, and he's got to go back to the drawing board, and he's got to fix some things, and the offense has to work on some things, but they got time, and they still got the W. Nobody gets humbled with an ass kicking. It just doesn't work that way. You just don't You just don't get humbled. You just get embarrassed more than anything else. And then there's a, a seed of doubt that creeps in as well. You don't have that if you still pull off the W. If anything, you can feel good about the fact that you played one of your worst games, like the Chiefs did, and still ended up with the win. And you feel good about that. You're like, oh, even on my bad days. NFL team, they drive Lambos too. Even on my bad days, they can't catch us. I don't know if I love it. We'll get to it later. All right, next up, Ken and Anthony as Ken discusses getting a new dog. My wife brought home a new dog. That's it. We're done. Don't need to look at much more. She didn't name it Baker. No. She, she named it Ginger. Oh, okay. It's a puppy. Uh, Sam, uh, I guess she tried to, she did what puppies do and tried to, like, play with Sam. Sam growled at her. So we got that going mm-hmm. for us. Like, Sam could probably eat her if he wanted to. So I'm a little bit worried about that. She makes no noise. She does nothing. She doesn't make a sound, Anthony. Not a sound. Until 3 in the morning. When I'm up already, 
and she doesn't bark. She just like, it's almost like a bird. She chortles. And I guess she spilled water in her cage or something like that. And I'm like, I'm not dealing with this. Liz was all too happy to wake up. How much are you going to help with this process? Um, as little as possible. But I already cleaned up poop on the, uh, on the rug yesterday. And for whatever reason, dogs know this. They know in the, who in the house isn't really thrilled to have them, and they just zone in on you. Because I'm like, all right, you know what? It's your birthday. You want a dog? Go get a damn dog. I'm not going to take care of you. Whatever. And uh, she would not go to Liz to go upstairs to go to bed. But she came right to me, and I had to pick her up and take her upstairs. They know, man. Dogs know. Mike, I told you, man, when Jake came home, our old Cocker Spaniel, the one that gave me this... Uh, this little scar I have on my nose that I tell people I got in a bar fight from years ago. It's not true. They let Cocker Spaniels into bars? No. <laughs> Tremont uh, they do, actually. My dad was incensed. We brought that dog home. And that dog sat in my dad's chair. My dad's swiping at the dog, and the dog's trying to, like, nip at him. And then who was the saddest when that dog died? My dad. So, great. Yeah, she wouldn't get in anybody else's arms but mine. I feel bad, you know. Ken told me on Sunday before when we were doing the uh, the noon to one pregame that the conversation for the dog started because he saw. He, I mean, I, I showed him photos of my child, and he was like, "Oh my gosh, your child's so cute!" And then he was telling Liz about how cute my daughter was, and they were talking about whether or not you know they could have a you know a daughter and how much he wanted a daughter and all these different type of things. And then that conversation spiraled and turned into him getting a dog. I feel somewhat responsible for him getting a dog is what I'm saying, and I feel bad about it. But he's going to love the hell out of that dog. It's just going to take some time. And like his father, once that dog claims Ken as his, it's just going to be the best. It's just going to be the absolute best. And and apparently, by all accounts, the dog is a very tiny little dog. He's going to love it. He's going to absolutely love that dog. It's going to be hysterical. Big old Ken with a little dog. <laughs> I can see the photos already. It's great. All right, next up, Baskin and Phelps on Trevor Bauer's video as he proclaimed his innocence once again. I say this to, I used to say this to classrooms all the time when I would walk in and talk to kids. And I'd be like, you know what? Um, kids, I'm Andy Baskin. No, I, I would say, you know, when you watch, especially when I was working in the news, I'm like, watch the news. Don't, don't, don't sit there and just. Watch news and, and just digest it and think everything is what you see on TV. Especially when, you know, the news market itself, and this is a lot of soapbox stuff, so I'll, I'll get off it really quick. But, you know, news a lot of times, especially when we were working, and I know when I was, would be the, the intro and the outro and the story were written somewhere in another city, in another state. And, you know, there's so many stations that work for a company, and all of a sudden it's a lot easier for a producer just to copy and paste and put that on the air. Jimmy Kimmel did a fantastic job of ripping all these stations because they were doing it. And you could watch it, and and, and Kimmel, Kimmel showed everybody that. So I guess I'm just I'm saying just be an active viewer and an active listener when you're listening to stories, especially when someone's credibility is on the line, when someone's, someone's you know, life. livelihood is on the line. I just think... For two seconds, think, what if you were that? I mean, I'm probably thinking that you wouldn't put yourself in that position, but what if something crazy happened to you? And I just don't think we spend a lot of time thinking about that because we live in this 24-7 world where you hear an accusation and then you instantly believe it to be truthful when there might be more to it. And 
the reality is, is that when you have a situation like this, listen, guys, don't you sit this one out, guys. You sit this one out. The women of the world are the ones that should be the most mad. I think the women of the world should be the most mad that something like this happened, where another woman can devalue any time they go forward, moving forward. It just isn't as legitimized because you can bring up situations like this and you can say, well, wait, this woman lied and tried to get $50,000 to send to another another baseball player, by the way, and, and was laughing about it and making jokes about the whole thing. And every now and then you get like a Duke lacrosse story where you're like, wait, and then, and then people bring it up for 10 years and they bring it up for 15 years. It's such a, a tiny amount of times that something like this happens where it, it just it appears that the woman's intent was malicious. But it just, it stays in people's brains, and it devalues women moving forward. And that's why women, all women, should be really, really mad at this woman and how this has all gone down. All right, next up. Nick and Dustin on Nick's feet. More reaction coming in on the picture of me barefoot in the studio. A lot of support. One person did ask me... Why my my toes were so hairy? Is that a thing? Do people shave their toes? I have. You've shaved your toes? Is that a thing? I think that I think that deserves more judgment than I have hairy toes. Like you would I look mean, at me and say, "This guy has hairy toes." That's a hairy toe haver right there. I'm, dude, I'm a big groomer. I, I I I think at some point that's a little. Why not just get electrolysis on your your toes if you're that concerned about it? Have you got, electrolysis? Isn't that where they laser hair removal? <laughs> on my toes? You just said you shaved them. I, no, I, I just like... Electrolysis I've, is not I've too got far. like a manscaper. Uh-huh. Yeah, I just hit, hit the manscape on the on the toes sometimes. Why? Who's judging hairy toes? I don't like hairy toes. It's a... Like, it, this isn't... Uh, I, I think this is an overreaction if you're shaving your toes. How so? Nobody's looking at you. <laughs> I, I did not have uh, grooming toes talk slotted. slotted Is that not on the schedule? <laughs> Is that not on the schedule? <laughs> it was part of the hodgepodge. Uh, I mean, Nick, look for someone to bail him out. I would have bailed you out, Nick. I would have bailed you out for sure. I'd never heard of shaving toes. Do we shave toes now? Is that what we do? I, I don't. I didn't know that. I had no idea. They just wanted to see him squirm. I think that's it. James is looking at me like, no, yeah, we don't, we don't shave, we don't, we don't do that, right? Yeah, we don't do that. Okay, more confirmation for us. Although I don't know, oh, I, I, I apparently Dustin does. I don't know. All right, next up, Cannon Lima on the Browns' chances. Looking for new QBs can be fun. Looking for coaches sucks. Wait, it is, isn't it amazing? It's not as fun as people make it out. To and be. I know we'll get to the phones here. You know, I told you yesterday, and you said you weren't ready for that conversation. Maybe tomorrow's that day about how open the AFC is and how. I actually felt better about the Browns' playoff chances yesterday than I did going into the weekend. How many teams have you just referenced that have some big-time issues already this yeah. year? It's staggering. I, I, Lima, I, I didn't say I was not never going to listen to you yesterday. I said it was too early yesterday. I'm taking a breath here. Buffalo, people freaked out at the beginning of the year. Yeah, Buffalo they- looks good. And now you have Josh Allen who is kind of dispersing it instead of just putting everything on his shoulders over the last three games, and they've been great. Miami, I know that they got boat raced on Sunday. They're still a good football team. 
The Patriots are not the Patriots anymore. And the Jets are just about, I mean, if, if Zach Wilson plays like he did Sunday night, they're going to have a chance to win a few games, but I still don't take the Jets that seriously there. Jacksonville's kind of weird. Houston has looked very, very good with C.J. Stroud. You and I were both right about him so far. And then other than that, guys, it's the usual suspects. I just brought up Buffalo and Miami. Kansas City's there. The Chargers insist, insist on bleeping up the fourth quarter. So they'll probably bleep it all up. Like, if I were to really get into a seven in heaven, you still, guys, we've done a lot of complaining over the last seven hours of programming. When we get to do a seven in heaven, guess what? I'm going to have you in the playoffs. I still have the Browns in the playoffs. I think I'm not going to speak for you. You can say whatever you want. I don't want to give away what we can sell. It's not bleeped. It's good perspective by Ken. It's not bleeped. We're four games into this thing. People are acting like we're 15 games into this thing. And last week, which was supposed to be such a grease fire, and it was, was without our starting quarterback into Sean Watson. Let's put it in some proper perspective, please. We are not bleeped. Leave that there. We come on back. Daryl Ryder, our Browns insider, joins us with the latest from Berea. It's overtime with Jonathan Beadle here with you on the fan.